your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. I don't know why I'm singing it, but that's what we're doing when Jay Heck comes on, I guess. We get happy and we start singing. Uh, how are you doing, Jay? You know, it it couldn't be more beautiful. Uh, what a what a great summer day! If it were like this every day, I would never complain about the weather in Wisconsin. All right, we're going to talk about the weather for the rest of the hour here. <laughs> Wisconsin Common Cause Executive Director Jay Heck. No, that's a joke. We're not going to talk about the weather. Uh, we we have so many things to discuss. So usually I like to bring you on for my long segment and, and we can get things done, but we got to bring it, bring you in a little early to talk about. All right. So redistricting lawsuit. And I, I don't know if the general public, when they hear that even understands, I just like to call it the rigged voting maps. So that's the rigged <laughs> voting maps lawsuit. I like to dumb it down for myself. So I understand what it is I'm talking about. We have to talk about that. That was just filed, what, last week in, yeah, in Wisconsin? Yeah, uh, August 2nd, right. Yeah, so, okay, two weeks ago. Um, and then you also have, we have a new Wisconsin Supreme Court, which is why this lawsuit happened. But we also have, well, there's a lawsuit to basically flip all the voting, not flip. <laughs> That's the intention, I would guess. That would that would be funny if we just if we gerrymandered Wisconsin the opposite way. Uh, but be like but, Illinois, right? Yeah, but we got a we got a, a a progressive majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. So first, they filed a lawsuit to basically throw out the lines, and we're gonna we're gonna do the whole line process again, voting lines process again. Is that kind of the not to deep dive too much? But Jay, is that kind of the the the, the sure the uh, the conservative majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court last year? approved very, very heavily gerrymandered partisan Republican state legislative maps. And now control of the court, 4-3, has flipped. And uh, the progressives said that uh, they didn't like what the conservatives did. And so a lawsuit was filed. And uh, the progressives aren't seeking to do a Democratic gerrymander like the conservatives did. A Republican one, they are simply they simply want to throw the existing maps out, have new maps drawn that are less partisan and less unfair. And Rick, we've talked about this. The reason they're so unfair is that we have a Democratic governor, a Democratic attorney general. So Democrats statewide run about fifty percent of the vote, but they only get like thirty four or thirty five percent. Of the state legislative district, right? At, uh, and we and we can in the legislature, yeah. And we can get into that because I my I will sure. throw you the argument that all Democrats live in Lacrosse, Milwaukee, and Madison. But we'll get into that in a minute. So sure. I just want to do a quick rundown. Along with that, because yep. because the Supreme Court flipped to progressives, because we live in an era where we have a Supreme Court that's you know, left wing or right wing now, or Supreme Court justices, I should say. And that's another thing I think you want to get into is just how, um, it used to be that way. Right? Yeah. How, how that's changed over the years. And I, and you could tell me why I'm not really sure. I would just guess money, but, um, along with that assembly speaker, Robin Voss, the top Republican in the Wisconsin legislature said, well, if they're going to try to, uh, 
throw out the voting, the rigged voting lines. He didn't say rigged, but the voting lines, outcome voting lines. Uh, then I'm going to, uh, you know, I want to impeach Janet Protasiewicz, who Wisconsin just elected, because she's not going, if she doesn't recuse herself because she campaigned on the maps are rigged, which is, which is a great, you know, like moving, I don't know if it's moving the goalposts, but of course, like, hey, we want to know, Democrats won an election in Wisconsin. So what should we do? We should impeach that person because she doesn't have our ideals. Totally sour grapes. Absolutely right. And totally ridiculous. But he's trying to appeal to the, uh, the far right base and, you know, get them all ginned up. Uh, that, that's how we, that's how we do politics now in Wisconsin. We, uh, we go to the extremes. Well, he's dumbing down that argument, right? He says Janet campaigned on, yep. on the gerrymandered lines. And that means she had an opinion before a lawsuit was filed and therefore, she should recuse herself because she has an opinion, right? Can Wisconsin Supreme Court justices not have opinions about things? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not quite sure. Well, it's worse than that. It's uh, the Republicans uh, have always said when the conservatives were in charge, oh, no, justices don't have to recuse themselves if there's a conflict of interest or a problem. It's up to each individual justice to recuse themselves. And it was the progressives who said, no, we ought to have you know, tougher recusal rules, uh, particularly when it comes to campaign contributions. Because, you know, what if you go before a judge who received a huge campaign contribution? They shouldn't have to sit out the case. Oh, no, said, says Robin Voss and the conservatives. It's up to the judge. Right. And now that says the party, he's saying, oh, wait a minute. I want the progressives to recuse themselves because I yeah. don't like how, I don't like it, you know, how they're going to rule. And it's just it's just such hypocrisy on his part. And yeah, just it's ridiculous. It's funny how all this hypocrisy, it's always hypocrisy <laughs> with this, because, I mean, you can go right to the top. What happened today in Georgia with the indictments yeah. and Republicans run on law and order, right, or fighting crime or something. And now we have this and it's like, uh, no, we're not <laughs> we're not we're not running on fighting crime or, or, or upholding the law or something like that. Um, also, Janet Protasiewicz said she would recuse herself, uh, but recuse herself in terms of where she took money. And, and this, this gets to another su- subject we'll try to tackle before uh, the end of the hour. Is the chief justice or former chief justice of the Wisconsin Supreme Court crying because when the power flipped to uh, progressives, uh, they wanted to take. They wanted to go back to old rules and and how we come up with the chief justice and and some of the other rules in the Wisconsin Supreme Court too, right? Absolutely, it was the conservatives that pushed out the former chief justice Shirley Abrahamson. It used to be in Wisconsin that the chief justice was the person who served the longest period on the court, the most senior member. And the conservatives, when they seized control in two thousand eight, they said, "Ah." We want to be in charge. We want to run things. So they shoved through a constitutional amendment through the Republican-controlled legislature. And the rule now is the court decides. The majority of Supreme Court justices decide. Oh, and now is Annette Ziegler, who's a conservative, who's the chief justice, she's all angry about that because she doesn't like the fact that she might be pushed out as chief justice, something that she was very much in favor of doing uh, when she was in the majority. Again, hypocrisy on top of stupidity. It's amazing. (laughs) 
Just so you know, Jay Heck with Wisconsin Common Cause. Wisconsin Common Cause is nonpartisan, but it becomes harder and harder to do that, I guess. And we'll explain that as well. Like, can Jay Heck defend himself about being nonpartisan when when he just comes on here and it sounds like and it sounds like Jay, you're bashing the right a little bit. So we'll get to that. All that stuff. I feel like they're oh, and then you know what? There's there's stuff like locally happening too. And we might have to we might have to throw some of this other stuff that we just talked about out. And talk about A, voting rights, and B, college students in lacrosse, UW lacrosse, college students in their ability to vote in their districts uh, when we come back. Always got to be careful when I pot you back up, Jay, because the buttons are all so close together, and if I hit the wrong button, you it just hangs up on you. So I'm just warning you now, when I hang up on you, uh, right, just call back call this back. number. That's Jay, Jay Heck is, is joining us this hour. He is the executive director of Wisconsin Common Cause. We just spent the first couple of minutes uh, throwing a whole bunch of stuff at what Republicans in Wisconsin are doing. Kind of a, a lot of a lot of the word hypocrisy was thrown around. Um, and I want to get to this voting rights thing, Jay, and I want to get to what you called. I don't remember what you called it in terms of like the the Lacrosse County Sheriff's race and um, uh, a lawsuit against college students being able to vote for something like that. I think that's the new hypocrisy is uh, we didn't get the election we wanted. So now let's change who and how people can vote. So, um, but first of all, Wisconsin common cause is nonpartisan. So, and, and I know you come on with me and I have my views, so we're going to go that way, but can you defend yourself and being nonpartisan yet like uh, aligning with me on a lot of this stuff? Well, sure. Here's the deal. Uh, you know, we have maintained a consistent set of beliefs on issues for the last 50 years. We're for more voting, not less. We're for elections that don't have a lot of special interest money drowning out the voices of, of real people. Uh, we're for uh, fair, fair maps, fair districts that are drawn out in the sunlight, not by partisan politicians behind closed doors. And we're for, you know, elected officials being held accountable uh, to their constituents and behaving in a, ma- in a manner that's not corrupt. So that has been a consistent position that we've maintained. And for many years, both Republicans and Democrats bought into that because they were both in favor of democracy. There wasn't one party that was trying to make it more difficult for people to vote or, or to, you know, to, to drown out the other side uh, with, with money. There were uh, Republicans and Democrats in Wisconsin famously got along for years and years on a bipartisan basis, and that's what made Wisconsin one of the great states in the country. One of the reasons I moved here in the, in the late 1980s, it was not corrupt. It was honest. People got along, and uh, the services were, were pretty good for the people that lived here. But that all changed as things do over time, and uh, one of the parties decided, well, hell, if we can raise a lot more money and make it a lot more difficult for people to vote, then we're going to hold a big partisan advantage. And so that's what some of the geniuses in the Republican Party uh, decided to do beginning in the 1990s. Remember a guy named Newt Gingrich? There were were a lot of people who decided the way to maintain and get power is to make the election uh, process very difficult for some people and to raise as much money as they could to drown out the other side and drown out the voices of people. So that's why I say I've been consistent. Our organization's been consistent. We support democracy. We support voting. We support participation. 
What we don't like are people who are trying to make it more difficult for college students or other people to be able to vote or who try to draw maps that advantage their side when they don't have uh, the votes to do that. And, yet, and so what they do is they, you know, they draw maps in districts in such a way that it's impossible for the other side to ever gain control of the legislative majority. And as I've said to you too, too, Rick, it's the exact mirror opposite of Wisconsin in the state of Illinois. The Democrats do the same damn thing that the Republicans do in Wisconsin. They gerrymander. They make it more difficult for people to vote. Yeah, I have they a... are exactly the opposite of us. So it's not a Republican or Democrat thing. It's a power thing. Oh, I just I pulled out a paragraph too uh, from the AP on on Illinois. The new Illinois districts were drawn by the Democrat-dominated state legislature and signed into law by Democratic Governor J. B. Pritzker. Pritzker. Uh, I've never said it out loud. Despite a pledge during his 2018 campaign to veto any maps drawn by politicians. <laughs> So, so it's right there. I mean, and and just to sum up what, and just to sum up what the the rigged voting map process is in Wisconsin and a lot of other states, Illinois is the same way. If you happen to win an election once every a certain election once every decade, uh, you get to draw the voting lines and you get to lock out your opponents, your the other side of the aisle, out of the process. And and if you have a governor in your in your pocket or in your on your wing in your wing i should say then then you get to do whatever you want and there's no there's no butting heads about it and that's what happened in 2010 ish right that's right 2010 the republicans won control of the legislature because the maps weren't gerrymandered they were fair back then and they won because they legitimately won the hearts and votes of people in wisconsin on things like obamacare and a whole bunch of other issues, but they wanted on issues. They didn't win it unfairly. But then in 2011, they decided, well, we want to stay in power forever. So the way to do that is to draw the district lines in such a way that we're going to pack all the Democrats into Madison and into Milwaukee and into the cities and spread the Republicans out. We're going to make it more difficult for Democrats to vote. And we're going to, and we're going to do a couple of other things to keep ourselves in permanent power. And all you need to do is look at the legis- at the 2018 and 2020, uh, 2022 elections in Wisconsin, where Democrats won statewide the governor, attorney general, because there's no gerrymandering statewide. It's all the votes of all the people. But they kept ex- almost exact same control of the number of seats in the legislature because they packed Democrats into uh, fewer districts and spread Republicans out, and they have an unfair advantage. Yeah. So that is why... This great lawsuit is being launched, was launched on August 2nd, to declaring that the maps that the Republicans drew um, and were approved by a 4-3 conservative majority last year, now a 4-3 progressive majority, they're going to be declared unconstitutional. All right. And there's going to be new uh, maps that will be submitted. They're not going to favor the Democrats, by the way. They're just going to be less unfair than the current maps that are in place right now. And from everything I've heard, Milwaukee and Madison do hold a lot of Democrats, and therefore the the legislature will always probably lean Republican for at least the time being until that spreads out a little bit. But, Jay, when we do this every decade, draw the maps and then have them signed into law or whatever you want to call it, have you know, cement them into the, the, the as the voting maps for the next decade, 
In 2011, Republicans held the whole government, so they there was no issue there. There might have been lawsuits, but I don't know. I guess the lawsuits didn't take. They were minor. They were minor. Okay. Yeah. So, but before that, has a legislature and a governor ever come? Has the map drawing process and the signing of those maps ever been done? That way, no. without a lawsuit, without a court having to come in and draw, redraw the maps fairly? No, because uh, we've had split government for, for the 50 years prior to 2011 uh, during the redistricting process, beginning in the 1960s, 1950s. Every time we came to this process, we've had split government where the legislature and the governor have been of different parties. So they always had to come to a compromise. And... The compromise generally was splitting the difference. Uh, Republicans and Democrats agreed basically on what the maps would look like. Uh, if it went to the court, the court made slight adjustments. Did it, did it always and that's go? How it was Jay? Did it always go to the court though, or did like a governor sign into law the maps without like with a legislature drawing them or whoever the legislature has drawing them, and then the governor going, "Yeah, those look good. I'm going to sign them," as opposed to. You know, the legislature draws them, and then the governor and the other party goes, I ain't signing this, and then it goes to the courts, besides 2011. Well, well, it was, yeah, I mean, there was general agreement. It often went to courts for slight adjustments, because sometimes, uh, you know, the legislature and the governor, the maps that they submit, or often, they do need to be adjusted to make sure that there's equal amount of people in each district, to make sure that, you know, the voting rights laws are in compliance. So, they, you know, there was always generally some federal court action, but minor. It was tinkering. It was minor adjustments. It wasn't the huge kind of thing that we saw happen in 2011, where they gerrymandered the maps. And then in 2021 and 2022, the governor, we had a Democrat this time, Evers, he vetoed the Republican maps. But the Wisconsin Supreme Court then decided, hell no, we're going to go with the Republicans because they had a 4-3 conservative majority. That's one of the basis of the lawsuits, by the way. It's uh, a violation of the separation of powers. They basically said Evers' veto doesn't matter, and they, they just put the Republican maps into place. Yeah, it was, that the was pretty reason, that was That time was really funny because at one point, the courts ruled that Governor Evers – drawn maps so there wasn't it wasn't governor evers it was what the there was a group that drew the maps right but it was a, a group that governor evers has said you should be created you should you know he created the group i can't think of well he did fair maps coalition but then he but then his own people drew other maps yeah so so but way, that yeah. was that was the funniest part is governor evers they awarded governor evers the state maps and the congressional maps and then republicans Correct. were fired up and i was too it was like here you go are you mad because the courts just ruled in favor of the Democratic governor's maps instead of like a, a nonpartisan or unbiased, however you want to call it, uh, entity drawing these maps, you know, without without, uh, you know, uh, like I said, without partisanship? Well, that's right, Rick. And then what happened is the Republicans, because they didn't like the fact that the Wisconsin Supreme Court originally chose Governor Evers maps, which, by the way, still favored Republicans. Because uh, Evers understands what you and I were talking about before. Uh, Democrats tend to live in more concentrated areas in the state. Republicans are spread out. They have a slight advantage. They just don't have the massive advantage that the Republicans gave them. But so what did the Republicans do? They appealed to the United States Supreme Court, which has a 6-3 conservative majority. And the U.S. Supreme Court said, 
Well, the congressional maps that Evers submitted are fine, but the state legislative maps you you can revisit. And they, they said this to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court, the four conservatives chose uh, Voss's gerrymandered maps. That's why we're, that's why this whole lawsuit uh, is even happening, because those maps were unconstitutional. They they shoved the governor out of the process. Here's the big thing: so many of the districts that were drawn in 21 and 2022 violated a uh, a principle called uh, contiguity. That is to say that all areas of a district have to be connected. If you look at the legislative maps that were drawn by the Republicans, there's little islands, little tiny, a township here, a little town there, a little spot of land here that are just taken out of a uh, out of one district and put in another simply to give the Republicans an advantage. And that's a violation that's right in the Wisconsin Constitution that says districts have to be contiguous means which means they have to be connected yeah. together i mean there are some districts that don't even have like a highway connecting them there's just like little islands yeah so, the, the best so way on to... that basis and on the separation of powers and then on the fact that voters are not equally represented if they vote for democrats when republicans are always going to have control of the legislature that's just unfair treatment under the law so they have a very solid case and I don't think the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court court's going to step away from it. I think they're going to uh, they're going to move on this, and they're going to declare the current maps unconstitutional. And here's the great thing: all of the districts, all 33 Senate districts, and all 99 Assembly districts, they would be anyway, are going to be up for uh, election with new maps. Yeah, by 2024. That's the that's the ambitious timetable. I guess I didn't understand, and I read the the AP article. It's on wisdomnews.com, but it's, it's it kind of calls the districts like Swiss cheese. And I don't know if that's a great analogy, but essentially, it, like you could yep. live in a what you would live in a hole of the Swiss cheese, and then yes. another yes. hole of the Swiss cheese would be also your voting district, but in between that is cheese. <laughs> right, exactly right. That's exactly what they did, and they didn't do it just a couple of times. They did it all over the state. I mean, it's pretty outrageous. Yeah, in uh, in 55 of the 99 assembly districts and 21 of the 33 Senate districts now composed, they're now composed of disconnected portions. So essentially Correct. people living in the holes of Swiss cheese and they're like your neighbor might have a yep. different, like Jill Billings might be your assembly rep in La Crosse, yep. but your neighbor who lives next to you would have a different assembly rep. So there's these like circles of, of voting districts, which, yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually know that. And I don't know if lacrosse is like that. I don't think it is because I would know if I had, I would have more guests on my show because I would have more assembly reps <laughs> to, to talk yeah. to because they would encompass lacrosse County a little bit. But um, yeah, I guess I, I didn't, I didn't know that until uh, that story came out until the lawsuit came out, but all right, we got to take one more break. Uh, no, not one more break. We got to take a, a news break here. And Jay Heck, uh, Common Cause in Wisconsin, Executive Director, will, will continue with us. We're gonna we're gonna localize this a little bit and talk about voting rights and um, a lawsuit in La Crosse County over uh, college kids voting, essentially. All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. That's the talk and text line. I said it real fast. So you can't call or text. That's that was the whole point. No, you can. 608-785-7914. A Common Cause in Wisconsin Executive Director, Jay Heck. Am I doing that right, Jay? Because I always just bungle the name, Common Cause Wisconsin. 
it's close enough. <laughs> okay, he's yeah, he's been right. there, and Jay's been there for 28 years, so he's he's experienced quite a bit of this. And and I learned now because you were you were ranting earlier about how you love Wisconsin, and that's why you moved here because of this and that. And and uh, in, in my head, I wanted to ask you, but I didn't because you just kept rambling, Jay. You just kept going, but no, <laughs> but but you did. You can't. You you told me over the break you came from Washington D.C. So anything is better. I mean, like coming to Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin could be a dump for all <laughs> intents and purposes when you come from D.C. It's true. It was a pretty dark place. But uh, but I came to Wisconsin because it was considered in the late 1980s to be the best place in the country for state government because it was functional. We had a Supreme Court that was considered to be nonpartisan and impartial. They had a legislature that was bipartisan and Republicans and Democrats actually got along and got stuff done. So this was the place, this was, Wisconsin was the model for the nation. And, you know, what happened was, and of course it happened all over the country, is big, huge amounts of money started to enter our politics, and, you know, people became much more vicious in their politics. And it's not just Republicans, I mean, Democrats uh, also as well. So, uh, yeah, is, it, it's a different it's a different universe uh, than it than it is, is uh, it, than it was years ago. I, I was born in Ohio, oh, uh, and uh, Ohio is uh, is is a more Republican state than than Wisconsin. Although, and I'm sure you guys you, you may have talked about this. I mean, last week the voters of Ohio totally turned on the Ohio Republican legislature, who were, they were trying to prevent. Ohioans being able to, by a simple majority, uh, you know, vote vote for something and constitutional amendment. They wanted to raise the threshold to sixty percent uh, that uh, the number of voters had to had to vote uh, in order to uh, bypass the uh, Ohio Ohio legislature. Well, Wisconsin, the Repo- Wisconsin just did this, right? Out. Wisconsin just did this with it, a constitutional amendment, right? So there's a there's parallels here. Well, what happens in Wisconsin is that uh, constitutional amendments are finally put up for votes after they've passed in two consecutive sessions of the Wisconsin legislature. And, uh, you know, with the Republicans in control for the last 12 years, usually the only constitutional amendments that Wisconsinites see are ones that Republicans have ran through the legislature, usually, you know, with Democratic opposition. So, uh, but but in Ohio, the difference was that the Ohio legislature was trying to prevent Ohioans from being able to, by simple majority, be able to uh, to vote for something. They instead of fifty percent, they wanted sixty percent, and that's just profoundly un-American. Is to require a super majority of people to be able to vote in order to, uh, you know, in, in order Pass. to get something done. Right. So, uh, essentially the U.S. Senate. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's a very good parallel. In the Senate, it's even worse. In the Senate, it's, uh, well, it's, it's 60 votes. You're right. It's, it's exactly right. Well, they call it a filibuster, but that's essentially what it is. And the only thing that passes in the U.S. Senate is the military budget, which we just passed a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> $840 billion uh, for one yeah. year's worth of, quote-unquote, defense so I, yeah. but we're not going to get into that. Okay, I, I want to reel this in a little bit locally to lacrosse. Um, sure. But but do we need to start with like the voting rights thing and then lead that to like voting rights and and ballot boxes and drop boxes and lead that into the lawsuit, or do we just want to talk about the lawsuit right away? I don't know if they're that parallel. 
They're that. Well, I, I think maybe the best way to put it is that again, Wisconsin used to be one of the uh, one of the best states in the country in which to vote on. Uh, we, you know, you don't register by political party. Uh, we used to make voting available for uh, almost anybody that wanted to vote. We had the highest voter turnout, second only to Minnesota, uh, and often we defeated Minnesota in terms of voter turnout of any state in the country. But then what happened in 2011 is uh, Republicans got control and they decided, not just in Wisconsin, but all over the country, that they could win more elections if they made it more difficult for Democrats to vote. So they targeted certain segments of the population. They targeted people that lived in urban areas and didn't have driver's license and said, well, if you want to vote, you have to have a driver's license. Well, if you live in inner city Milwaukee or Madison and depend on public transportation, you may not have a driver's license, but that's going to affect more Democrats than Republicans. And then they said, well, college students, let's make it difficult for college students to use their photo IDs to vote. And the way they did that was they said that photo IDs, yeah, you need one if to go to college, but you can't. it's not necessarily usable if you want to vote uh, in an election in Wisconsin. And so about half the campuses in the state, uh, your photo ID that you're issued by your university, and I'm, I'm talking about state universities, yeah. You can't you can't use the vote. Yeah, that one's funny because so, your your okay. state yeah. issued uh, like UW Lacrosse ID yeah. that's issued by the state isn't allowed as a a, a photo ID to vote. Is that still the case? Different ID. That's still the case. You, you may you may yes. I, I'm not sure if Lacrosse has changed that, but it may be that uh, you have to get a different ID on campus. And you know, look, I, you were a college student one time. I was. I had two kids that were college students. The last thing they're going to do is take, you know, five minutes out of their day to go somewhere to get a different ID in order to vote. Well, that's on uh, them, though, too. Also, uh, when I went to I college, agree. I didn't know anything about politics. So it was uh, I was pretty entrenched well, well, in true. getting to the pickup basketball game. Well, that's right. That's right. Or the bar. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the whole point is that college students say you live in Minnesota or you live in Madison or you live in, you know, uh, Stevens Point and you go to UW Lacrosse. Uh, and you want to be able to vote because you're living there, you're right. living in lacrosse, of course you should be able to vote. We have a constitutional amendment that gave 18-year-olds all over the country, uh, because of the Vietnam War, the, the right to be able to vote. And not only that, but if everybody should be able to vote where they live. I mean, that's, that's just like a basic right. And yet there is this movement in lacrosse County issued by some right-wing nut. I don't know who it is, but but they've decided that we don't want people who are who are students at UW Lacrosse voting in Lacrosse. What? I mean that is that is so profoundly unfair and un-American. Uh, so, you know, we filed a uh, uh what's called a friend of the friend of the court brief uh, going after that because everybody should be able to vote. I don't care where where you're from. If you move to Lacrosse or you move to anywhere else and you live there, you should be able to vote there. That's about the most basic American right that anybody can have. So I I'm actually very very confident that that ridiculous legal action in the Lor- in the Lacrosse County uh, Court. Uh, it's going to be thrown out for being unconstitutional because it is on its face. Yeah, there was there was just uh, so the last story we there that lawsuit was supposed to happen last month, I believe. So 
Um, unless it got pushed back because the, the recount from last year's election for sheriff in La Crosse County could be debated at a civil trial within a few months. Um, and then let's see, a court hearing is planned for this July in a lawsuit that challenges how the November recount was conducted. So essentially what happened is, uh, the Democrat won the La Crosse County Sheriff's race. A lot of, a lot of college students turned out to vote probably because why would they have turned out to vote? There was something else on the ballot probably. I'm trying well, to last think. November, the governor's race, you know, Congress, all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking it was nonpartisan. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking sheriff's race. That's nonpartisan. So why would people vote? But never mind. The sheriff's race is partisan because because I don't know why. Um, anyway, so that, yeah, that was a very popular vote. And a lot of college students turned out to vote. And therefore, college students uh, shouldn't get the vote because they're not from here and they wouldn't be affected by a lacrosse county sheriff as if i feel like college students would be most affected by uh perhaps a lacrosse county sheriff based on you know some of the antics uh that that college students like to do well look you should be able to vote wherever you live if you meet the residency requirements which used to be only 10 days now it's 28 days but if you meet the residency requirement you can register to vote, and you can vote in the in the area that you live. And if you go to college in La Crosse, you live there. So, you know, to deny since when did Republicans became become afraid of voters? You know, the Republican Party was the party of Abraham Lincoln. They were the party that gave uh, you know African Americans the vote. They used to be the party that always favored voting. Here's here's a little something for you. I grew up as a Republican. I mean, when I was growing up. We, all, we were very enthusiastic about registering new voters because that's what you did. You, you wanted more people to participate, not less. And, you know, about 1980, 1980, 1990, Republicans decided, well, you know, if fewer people vote, we would be able to hold on to power longer. And so that's where voter suppression laws began to uh, multiply, not just in Wisconsin, but all over the country. And they and they try to make it more difficult for people to vote because they figure that the fewer number of people that vote in Wisconsin or any other state in the country, the better it is for Republicans. Well, that's a pretty profoundly sad reason <laughs> for you to be in public office or running to hold public office if you're counting on fewer people rather than more people being able to vote. That's just, you know, that's ridiculous, I think. Yeah, because I feel, I feel like we're at the point that uh, some of the the positions by the right aren't appealing to young voters. And so if we make it hard, there was, there was, a, there was something that we could vote on, just we as a society in the area here. And we talked about a couple of weeks ago, not you and I, but I talked about it on the show, and I was like, hmm, that might be an instance where I... I don't think college students are very affected and maybe shouldn't vote on that issue. So there's maybe it might have been like ta- something to do with taxes or something like that, like local Could be. Or, or or you know what, like a like a the the school referendum to build a new high yep. school in La Crosse. Should college voters who live here, you know, semi uh, not permanently, some the opposite of permanently, you can't think. Um, should college voters be able to vote because they probably don't own property, although they rent, so they're going to get charged rent through their pro- you know property tax through their rent. Uh, but yeah. but we'll maybe leave, and then there's a new high school here for the next fifty years, but they're not here anymore. Maybe because you know a lot of college students stay in the town that they graduated from. But but there was an instance where I was like, eh, I don't know. That's interesting. 
Well, I mean, if if you're gonna if you're gonna say that, then you could also say, well, why should any young person who doesn't live in the same house all their life be able to vote? Because right. you know they may have been bought, they've been born in Lacrosse, but you know what if they move to uh, you know what if they move to Eau Claire? Well, you know, darn, that guy's not paying for the high school now that he doesn't live in Lacrosse anymore. So, so maybe he shouldn't be able to vote. I mean, that you, you can't draw lines like that. Yeah, I mean, that is for sure. so profoundly un-American. Yeah, to to try to to, yeah. to vote in a district, you got to live there for a certain amount of time. I can't remember what it was. It's not very long. You meet the residency requirement. Yeah, yeah, twenty eight days. Twenty eight days. Okay, so and and it's not like other people don't move for other reasons. I mean, a college student staying yeah. in in at a UW school, and when I went there, you you were probably there five years because you took a year to figure it out. And uh, somebody living in one city for five years is is kind of longer than a lot of people live in one place before they move and probably move to a different voting district. Exactly. That's right. So, you know, again, I I think the Republican Party uh, would be much smarter rather than trying to make it more difficult for people to vote to try to figure out how they can appeal to more voters. And, you know, look. I don't think it's that difficult to do. You can make the case. Uh, there's plenty of students that are conservative and, you know, economically are conservative, don't like taxes. There's plenty of issues Republicans can run on. But when they run on issues that try to make it more difficult for people to vote or they try to rig district lines to ensure that only Republicans will be elected, those are the kinds of things that young people in particular see through right away. It just, well, it's just rank hypocrisy well not allowing control things not allowing drop boxes isn't an issue that's just a thing right like that's not even a like i have no say in your ability to take away my drop box so i mean the one time that i had to use a drop box to vote i think i i had to drive 40 minutes to the to my voting district because you know but but that was minnesota but they allowed me to have a drop box but it was 40 minutes away so all right we're gonna take one more break i want to wrap up with jay heckin in, in a minute All right, just going to wrap up here with Wisconsin Common Common Cause in Wisconsin Executive Director Jay Heck. And uh, last thing, because we we hit on the Supreme Court, we hit on the voting lines, we hit on voting rights, we hit on the La Crosse County Sheriff's uh, lawsuit, uh, which I'll have to ask Brad about to see like where that lawsuit went, because I feel like we had a story about that last month. But last thing, the Wisconsin Election Commission. Uh, they have uh, an, a head, an administrator, whatever. Megan Wolf is the like lead of the Wisconsin Election Commission, which oversees election in Wisconsin. Uh, Republicans got rid of the Government Accountability Board under Go- Governor Scott Walker because it kept looking to, into things Republicans did. And so they got rid of that. It was a nonpartisan board. They created the Wisconsin Election Commission. Republicans did this. And then it was just a board with three Republicans and three Democrats on it, and they never get anything done because they always uh, go three to three. Uh, but Megan Wolf oversees that Republicans unanimously not appointed her in 2019 for that. And now after the 2020, you know, stole the election nonsense, uh, they want to get rid of her. Yeah, it's interesting because the Republicans unanimously selected Megan Wolf to replace another guy by the name of Mike Haas because they didn't like him. <laughs> and so all she does is carries out the uh, the the will of the Wisconsin Election Commission. The commissioners vote, and she just does what they they tell her to do. But because the Wisconsin election didn't go the way Donald Trump wanted it to, uh, they were looking for a scapegoat, and so they decided Megan Wolf 
is the person we're going to train our eyes on, and we're going to go after her, even though she doesn't have any power other than uh, doing what the commissioners tell her to do. And so they've gone after her, and they've tried to remove her. And so the deal now is that uh, she was not going to be reappointed, uh, or she has to, she could be reappointed by the Wisconsin Elections Commission. And so in, in a really political move, the Republicans on the commission voted to reappoint her because it has to be confirmed by the state Senate, which is controlled by the Republicans. And in the state Senate, the Republican senator said, no, hell no, we're, we're not going to reappoint her. We're going to remove her. So the commissioners, the Democratic commissioners, with uh, they abstained and did not send uh, the uh, reappointment to the state Senate. So right now she is still the administrator. And the Republicans want to remove her. The Democrats say no. And it's probably going to be up to the Wisconsin Supreme Court Uh to decide (laughs) what happens to Megan Wolf. And by the way, Megan Wolf, he should stay in place because to try to appoint somebody new between now and next year, which is a critical election year in Wisconsin, would be training somebody on the job. Yep. And it just that's it. makes no sense to right. get rid of Megan Wolf. That's that's so anyway. That's, that's it, Jay. That I, I appreciate you coming on. We got to go. We got to go, Jay. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Take care, Rick.